This episode of Talking Smack contains spoilers for the Uncharted movie. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack. I'm your host, Josh Scar, and I am actually flying kind of solo today. There are no other Talking Smack regulars joining me this week. But this is where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. And just before we came on the air, you heard uh, what will be the last ad rerun for the live stream for The Cure. That is coming up this Thursday, and that's going to be running from 9 a.m. to midnight Eastern every day from May 19th through the 21st. And all donations go towards a great cause with cancer benefit. Donate if you can. We're going to be streaming for two hours uh, to open up Friday, May 20th from 9 a.m. Eastern to 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern. Um, We have an early morning slot, so maybe not a lot of people joining, but it's going to be a fun time. Rebecca and I are going to be talking about our controversial video game topics, uh, takes, and we're going to be talking about print media that we would like to see adapted into TV shows or movies and why. But I am extraordinarily excited for this week's episode because this is something that's been in the work for quite a while. And I am joined by the Video Game Club, not just someone from the Video Video Game Club, the entire Video Game Club. So first off, we have my dad pod co-host, Joey. Joey Fitz, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm finally, this is my first ever guest spot on any (laughs) podcast. And Slade has been ripping me for ages (laughs) because I've not been invited anywhere and I'm finally here. So Josh, as well as my hashtag dad pod host, you are my new hero. So screw you, Slade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I felt bad that we had Slade on first. I was trying to get all of you on at once, but Slade really pushed for that that Attack on Titan episode. So, Which has ruined my life, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken over my evenings, every single evening, just that and swearing at Slade. (laughs) (laughs) He's shared a couple of screen captures, so it's been fun. Slade, you're getting last again because that seems to be the new tradition. Uh, followed up by the other third of the video game club, we have Joey's brother, Tim. Hello. Tim, how you been? Uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, we, uh, well, I've just been playing stuff for video game club, doing stuff for my other podcast that Josh was on recently. Oh, yep. There it is. People who don't listen to video game club, that's going to be a very alien joke to them. That's not going to translate to anyone who doesn't listen to our podcast. So. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing that up so I can join in on the joke finally. Uh, I, anyone who anyone who sees me while I'm listening to Video Game Club while I'm driving, just if, if that joke comes up, I look like an idiot. Cause I'm like, oh, another podcast. <laughs> so this other podcast that I do that Josh was a guest on recently, what is called The Fanatics, where my friend Aya and I, we sit down and watch the same shitty movie every week for a year. It's The Fanatics starring John Travolta and Devin Sauer, directed by Fred Durst. It was a really fun time. I believe if your episode numbers are correct, that episode will actually be out tomorrow, the day after this episode airs. Yes. Once I get that link, I'll add that to the bottom of the the episode description and update that. Cat, you better not be making a weird noise on my desk. No, that's Slade. She's rubbing her head against. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> there's Slade too. Sorry, I got distracted <laughs> by my cat. Slade's back, everyone. After the Attack on Titan episode, uh, Slade has returned as part of the Video Game Club package. Slade, how have you been? Uh, very busy. You know, Josh kind of left the back door unlocked and I snuck in to get in another episode. <laughs> Start making weird noises on the desk. Yeah, yeah. That's It's not actually his cat. It's just me. I'm sat here on Josh's <laughs> desk. Can you hear any sort of vibration? That's not a phone or a cat. That's just Slade purring as he's walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That's it. Just well, busy. I'm, I'm caught up on stuff for the video game club for once, so I'm ecstatic. I can finally have free time to play what I want to. What are you playing? Uh, I'm finally getting back, getting back into Horizon Forbidden West, and that's a very long game, and I just need like sit down time to play it. No spoilers, please. It's very good. I didn't join <laughs> stream because I'm still making my way through uh, Zero Dawn. I uh, I said a while back to somebody who hadn't played it before, but I was like. Horizon Zero Dawn is the Zelda game that uh, PlayStation needs. I think that's a bold claim. I don't think it's as good as Zelda, but it's like that style of game that it needs. Yeah, there, there's a bit too much grind, not grinding. Uh, well, I guess grinding, because yeah, there's like so many side quests that you have to do to even level up so you can take on some of those other uh, yep. robots, but it, it, at least it's fun. But we're going to take a quick break. We've got an ad from the Just In Time podcast from our Brain Trust, and we'll be right back. We were looking for a laid-back comedy show that covers current events, beer reviews, and movie reviews. We couldn't find one, so we made the damn thing ourselves. The Justin in Time Show. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome back. We are here to talk about the Uncharted movie from February 2020. Nope, it was supposed to come out in December 2020. It it, it feels like we're still in 2020. Uh, (laughs) It came out February 2022. (laughs) <laughs> there's not a lot to really talk about with this. And uh, I'm going to call Slate out here real quick because he posted his notes and he put episode length record breaking. <laughs> and I know exactly what he's going for with this. So um, we're going to get through this as quickly as possible. Joey, what'd you think of the movie? Yeah, it was fine. Tim, what's your thoughts? Awful. And that's the episode. Thanks everyone for listening. And you can find me at Josh underscore shit. No, we can't do that. No, no. So this is record breaking. If it's the shortest episode, no, we can't do that. So, okay. All right. Ten minutes. Either way, I've won. That's all that is. Yes. We can't can't let Slade win. So we're going to, we're going to go through this. Um, We all watch this individually. And the way we're going to do this is we're just kind of, like everyone's going to take a turn, go through their notes. And if there's something we feel there's worthwhile talking about, we'll break it down. So me being the host, I'll go somewhere in the middle. Uh, would someone like to do a spoiler warning to start off? Go on, Tim. Oh, fine. Uh, this episode of Talking Smack contains spoilers for the Uncharted movie. That was much more professional in Slade than what <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I had a brain fart. There we go. Uh, so this movie is riddled, and I mean riddled with cliches. Like from start to finish, I was not a fan of any of the casting either. Like I've only played Uncharted One and some of Uncharted Three. Um, I skipped two uh, for one reason or another. But from what I get, Mark Wahlberg's character in the movie Sully is obviously meant to be um, Sully, like in the video games, but. I don't know if you guys have played the Uncharted games at all. I've played all of one. I cannot get through the opening of two because it starts with a stealth mission and I am horrible with stealth missions. Yes. Yeah, I've played, I've dabbled with them because I bought the Uncharted PS4 edition and I thought the game couldn't be that good because it was the one on sale. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've i played the first 10 minutes of one because when, when Josh invited us on here, I thought I really need to play uncharted so i bought it waited for it it arrived i played 10 minutes and thought this is quite outdated and i didn't pick it up again so fair enough i'd say i'm in blind well the reason i wanted to bring it up is and i guess josh would have the most familiarity with this 
the character Sully always felt more, much more of a Burt Reynolds type figure, right? Yes. Not Mark Wahlberg. Uh, apparently Wahlberg was originally signed on to play Drake, but this was back in like 2007 or 2008. And the movie just went through this huge production hell. And it finally got started filming in March 2020, which production hell continues because a pandemic hits it. I think at one point, Brian Cranston was meant to be Sully. I'm sure that was what I read online. That could have been fun. My first note is Sully's supposed to be like Doc Brown. You you don't know if he's 40 or 80. And yeah. moving Wahlberg into that Sully character uh, role is just, it doesn't work. Even at 50 years old, Mark Wahlberg, he still looks like he's probably in his early 40s. Which, good for him. You know, yeah. great Speaking for him. of uh, Walter White in the beginning of the movie, I don't like the little cargo plane scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy who was trying to shoot uh, Nathan for like half a second, I had to pause the movie because I thought it was the guy who played Jesse Pinkerton. Pinkman. I thought it was him. And I was like, Pinkman, yeah. And I was just like, this is a weird casting. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, no, Aaron Paul wasn't in the movie. But um, that whole, I guess the other big gripe that I have with this movie is it's trying to claim to be its own ad- adventure for um for the Uncharted series. It's like a, a whole new Nathan Drake adventure. But then it also tries to retell Na- Nathan's origin story at the nun at the mm-hmm. at the at the, uh, the, the orphanage. Hostel. Thank you, the orphanage. I kept I was about to call it hostel. youth hostel. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, the, so there was that. There was the whole thing of uh. There's the big cliche of oh your your brother is is missing, but then he turns up at the end of the movie in jail. It's like you know, it's that. that happened with us, didn't it? It did. I turned up in jail. Um, so um, <laughs> there was, and then it also ended up pulling from the big plane scene, which is like the the big iconic scene from Uncharted One. And so, like, if it's trying to be an original story for Nathan Drake. Be original. It's okay to have callbacks, but like keep them as like nods and not, you know, neck snapping nods. But I feel I feel like you can do the two, right? It can be an original story and then you can have a trailer where it shows that big thing from Uncharted and everyone goes, Right, okay, I understand that's Uncharted. I think if you just if you just had it as its own story with none of the big beats of Uncharted games, you would have all of the fans of Uncharted, and I, I know for a fact that they didn't like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the whole movie's gone over well. But I think what you need is that trailer fodder to say, like, this is the Uncharted game. This isn't like National Treasure Three starring Tom Holland. It's um, that would probably have been a funner, a more fun movie. Do you think the movie would have been more fun if it wasn't called Uncharted? I think it probably would have been more well received, actually. Yeah, I do. Too. I, I think it's it's still a, a pretty big generic nothing, but you're you're going in with a certain expectation. Like again, uh, one of my notes is towards the end of the about fifty minutes in, uh, there's a demon like that slowly just walks past, and mm-hmm. in any other Uncharted game, like maybe that's foreshadowing for this big uh, supernatural twist that happens. But no, it's just some random guy in a a demon suit like Serial Man and uh, yeah. the Fanatic. Or... <laughs> yeah. So... Thank you for the uh, reference. I wouldn't know. I've not been invited on that podcast. <laughs> you so, have um... been invited. You're on episode 50 coming up. Mm. Spoilers, um... by the way, for episode 50. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it takes... 
it takes scenarios from the uncharted games but it doesn't actually take like the heart of the uncharted games yeah it it like it, it almost wants this almost big payoff without putting in the effort in the same way that dc films want what marvel has without wanting to put in the effort they want to have this big grandiose picture but not have any form or function behind it if that makes sense to me. yeah they they're trying to take a shortcut where you have to put in the work to actually make something good and worthwhile. Cause yeah, there's a lot of sequel bait at the end of this movie too. Oh yeah. And there's no way this is getting a sequel. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I'm going to look up the budget and revenue real quick. Oh, actually already I'm, I'm ahead of you already. Come on, Uh, Josh is a pro. He knows what the, the rumored budget is 120 million, which there's no way that this movie is 120 million. Uh, and then the the box office is three hundred ninety five million globally. Oh, so it made it made profit a little bit, yeah. But again, I I don't believe that one hundred and twenty because again, you got to put double into the marketing, which means it's actually two hundred and forty million from the rumored budget. So it made like a hundred and forty million profit technically, but how much of that is also going into certain contracts? Because there are actor and director contracts where they're like, I get so much of the box office gross. Hmm. And then on top of that, the production hell. Yeah. So, and the production hell with it too. Like, it feels like it's just a movie they they had on the books that they just had to get out anyway. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think the if I had to put a highlight on my thoughts for the movie, I think the Nolan North cameo was kind of fun. Yeah, I have that in my nose. That was good. Yeah, that, that was yeah. A, that was a cute little nod. I I appreciated that. That's the kind of nod, like I think Tim's talking about, right? Like if you're gonna do this, do your own thing. But like them just walking by Nolan North is that, you know, that's your nod. Yeah. For those for those of you who don't know, Nolan North voiced Nathan Drake in the video games. Yeah, but yeah. that's like your like fan service essentially. You just do that number. I thought what whole... he said was funny as well. He yeah, was the like, whole thing was that like Tom Holland had just fallen out the back of a cargo plane after being hit by a car that also fell out the back of a plane. And then they he washes up on this beach and walks along it and Nolan North's there and he's like, What happened to you? And he goes, Tom Holland says, I fell out the plate, fell out of the plane and got hit by a car. And he goes, Oh, I had something similar happen to me. And then he walks off. <laughs> good. <laughs> Great nod. It, it, that was that was good. Yeah. I, I actually think that that was one of a couple of bits that made me like laugh chuckled to myself and that doesn't happen often with films the other bit i really like and i'm skipping well back here is you know in the auction house where they're being chased by the security guards and tom holland tries really hard to run and kick one of them in the chest but the guy is massive and tom holland is tiny and he just bounces off of him and hits the floor that got a laugh out of me i thought it was funny it made my notes yeah, I yeah, physical comedy is always good when it's done well cuz yeah, there's no way someone like Tom Holland's taking down a guy who's a foot taller than him and probably outweighs him by 150 pounds. Sorry Tim, carry on. If I'm honest, that's about the the basics of my mental notes. There. I didn't write anything down, but uh I know, I'm just so unprepared. <laughs> um no, but that's that's about the basics of my notes. I largely didn't enjoy this movie, but it had a couple of I guess glimmers of, I guess moment or oh, a couple of moments where some effort was clearly shown. Some shining lights, if you will. Some shining lights. 
So I do have one follow-up question then for you, Tim. If you had to watch this or The Fanatic again, which would you do? Well, at the moment, I'm being forced to watch The Fanatic because we're <laughs> 42 weeks in as of this one, and we're that close to the end. I probably wouldn't want to watch this 52 times, but it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Sounds like a good idea for season two. I know, we've <laughs> yeah, already got plans for season two. Season two, we watch. Okay, so let's let's jump like five years into the future then. Five years into the future, Aya walks up to you and says, we've got Uncharted or The Fanatic to watch. Which are you watching? Well, I'm going to Uncharted because I've already done The Fanatic. <laughs> well, you're not watching it as a podcast. Like It's just a, a, a night to just sit down and watch a movie. Apparently, Aya hates you because those are the only two options she gave you. Five years <laughs> the two line. DVDs that she has. <laughs> well, she does um, introduce them as her best friend of me. That's true. Yeah, exactly. So I would probably pick the fanatic at that point, just for like almost reminiscent purposes, because <laughs> we spent a year with it. Um, whereas I spent about two hours, maybe two and a half hours with this movie at most. Like, the fanatic's going to have much more of an impact on me. That's fair. Yeah. That's, Sounds like that's... masochism, if I'm honest with you. There's a little bit of masochism in there. There's a little bit of masochism, for sure. Uh, you wait till you see it the movie in is. eight weeks' time. <laughs> Lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. You'll have a good time. All right, Slade, you teased your notes. You redacted them on Twitter. Let's get to your notes here. So I wrote down a lot, so I'm just going to... Um, so what I did was to watch this, right, because I'm not a movie person. In fact, this is the third movie I've seen all year. I thought you were going to say overall. <laughs> no, no. I've, I've watched a total... One of them I watched with Tim, and then one of them I went to a theater for the first time since, like, 2017, I think. I just don't do movies. <laughs> a lot better than this. Uh, okay, so I'm just... <laughs> I don't even know where to start because I played the drinking game, right? So everybody knows the rules. Every time somebody says Sully, every time you see a postcard, Nathan takes out his lighter, a map is shown, or Nathan swings and climbs off stuff. In other words, if you want to drink about nine beers in the course of two hours. I'm surprised you're not dead. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem like that they, they substituted the shootouts from the games with uh, weird acrobatics that ended up with Nathan being thrown around. Yep. So, I mean, I have just things written down, like, why doesn't the lighter ever work? Yes. You could just buy lighter yeah. fluid and solve this entire problem. <laughs> it's it's like $3 for a thing of lighter fluid. Just buy some lighter fluid. <laughs> that irked me to no end. He's too busy studying history. He doesn't know how to fill lighter fluid in Ooh, a Zeppo. It's, it's not hard. Also, so when he was complaining to Sully about his cut of the money, I went and did the math real quick, and it's like... Still five hundred million dollars, right? Yeah, but he's doing fifty percent of the work. I'd want two and a half billion dollars. I'm not complaining about fifty million dollars, you selfish prick. That was my first thought. You just dropped it by another ninety percent. There, you went from five hundred to fifty. <laughs> so Slate has cheap rates, people. I do, I do. When they take the keys right down into like the little catacombs, how did they know they were taking the right key? Because like. Sully say has to stay above ground with one key. They have to take another key below ground. I assume they were identical. No, they no, weren't. They, weren't. they like interlocked together to make one big key. But I thought though. it was just that you put one upside down or whatever. I think there was the whole like heaven and hell thing where like one was clearly the heaven key, one was the hell key, so one went underground. 
I don't know how they differentiated the two. The one that was red had the red stones was the captain's key. That's what they said at the auction. And I think the captain's going to okay. go to heaven and the crew go to hell. Fair enough. And at the auction, when Tom Holland sneaks into the back room, right, to like shut the power off, he opens the door. He's somewhere he shouldn't be. He says hello out loud. <laughs> Why? Shut up. You're sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, this is my first time I've ever seen Tom Holland act. First movie I've ever oh, seen him that's in. That's a shame. And uh, he sounds very southern, and that kind of threw me off for well, a you bit. You know he's British. I know he's British, and he's a Brit doing an American accent. I just don't know why it comes across like southernish. I, I think it's supposed to be more Brooklyn or uh, New York he's because he—that he, seems to be his only accent. Like his his American accent is not bad, but it, it does seem to be like the only one he can do. There's also a bit where, um, oh, what's her name? Frazier has that like little Hyundai car with the snorkel that as a car person that made me mad, they don't make a good four by four. You don't need a snorkel on that. <laughs> Is that Chloe? Chloe, who yeah, was yeah. the girl who it helped them? Chloe. I thought her name was Frazier. It said Frazier on the subtitles. Yeah, Chloe, Chloe Frazier. Okay. That's what it said on the subtitles. That's what I wrote down. Um, also, her making me annoyed to no end. There's a bit where they're, the cargo plane drove me up the wall, the whole cargo plane bit, because there's a point where it's, um, what was the main bad person? I don't remember her name. Uh, Braddock? Yes, Braddock is like, here's our plan. We're going to do this. Y'all need to watch her. And like, Frazier just kind of like sneaks off very casually. Braddock turns around like, where'd she go? And the camera cuts to like 12 guys sitting there who were obviously watching the whole time. And they're all like, I don't know. I didn't see her. <laughs> I was legitimately mad about that. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, what else do I have? I have remembered a couple of things that annoyed me about the movie. If that helps. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, in the cargo plane, right? I don't know if you've ever been around like commercial cargo planes. Like, Obviously, they're huge, right? But they are not big enough for pallets to be like six apart with plenty of walking room in between and a lane for a full-size car. And then watching fucking Tom Holland and uh, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. I kept wanting to call him Brad Pitt. I don't know actor. Brad, Brad Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, Brad Wahlberg. When they're just <laughs> doing that little sneak walking through the like the cargo containers, it just took me out of the movie. I'm like, there's no way they didn't see you. There's like a two foot gap between all of these. They would have spotted you. Look, Moncada, the original main bad guy, had a lot of money. He might have seen a cargo plane and gone. I want that, but I want it bigger. No, that's what I would do. If I was as rich as that, I would get everything that normal people have, but just say I want it bigger. Normal people have cargo planes. Normal people do not have cargo planes. I mean, clearly they're making their money off of uh, excavations and uh, digging up lost cities and whatnot. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe they do have oh yeah jumbo sized cargo planes. <laughs> Yeah, and then when they're just having like that conversation while falling midair, I, w- I was just like, "This is dumb." Like in a video game, maybe you could like, I guess your disbelief is more suspended. But when you're watching two people do it, it just like completely took me out of it. Fair enough. Is that where your notes end? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, in other words, go watch the fanatic. There's there's <laughs> so much more of the movie after that. With... I was going to say, there's a couple of things that really annoyed me. So the girl Chloe Fraser. Uh, spoilers is a double agent essentially and is working for the bad guys all along but then when Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg shows up the bad guys immediately assume that she's double cross them and it's like based on what like you you <laughs> hired her to like kill the good guys yes they're here 
but what are you basing the betrayal that you've like kind of conjured up here on for a start? And the other thing was the whole stupid fucking scene with. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, Josh, are we allowed to swear? I don't know if we're allowed. Yes, to swear. you are allowed to okay, swear. Okay, cool. The whole stupid fucking scene of the pirate ships and the helicopters. Yes. So I yes. had a number of problems with this. So first of all. Those pirate ships are completely intact for the most part, while being inside a cave that could just be summarized as a hole in a jungle floor. How <laughs> did they get there for a start? How did they get them out? The hole, like they pan up and the hole's not definitely big not big enough. No way. Um, <laughs> secondly, when when Mark Wahlberg climbs up the ropes and gets into the helicopter cockpit and takes out the guys, Tom Holland could have just as easily gone up there, and then if anyone tried to get up, they have got such a positional advantage. Tom could just be sat there with a gun, pointing down to the ropes and go, bang. All right, there's another one. Bang. All right. Um, and that, that would solve all of their problems. <laughs> then then the, the the bad woman, mean, evil lady, was like, I'm going to drop the anchor and ruin this ship. That, that ship would, would have been so rotten that the moment the anchor locked in place on the ground floor and the chain was fully taut, that wood would have just ripped away and they could have just carried on. Probably just carried on just fine. Also, in that same scene, Tim, where did he get the gunpowder to fire the fucking cannon? Well, he found a little... Where did it come from? He didn't even load a cannonball! No, he did load a cannonball. He did. And there was, and there was a pouch of um, there was a pouch of gunpowder. Granted, nowhere near enough gunpowder, but there was no. gunpowder. Um, He's had but... experienced in firing cannons, Tim. Uh, we're British, it's what we do. <laughs> I was just about to make that joke, damn it. <laughs> the last problem I ha- major problem I have with that scene, when they drop the ship and the sails magically unfurl um, and the ship starts sailing away into the sunset before sinking into the ocean, the anchor's still down. Where the fuck is it going? <laughs> How is it moving? <laughs> Also, the anchor's down, right? You could just, like, they have that GPS tracking thing or whatever they use the whole movie. Just mark the oh, spot come back get some it. scuba gear. Yeah, just come back and get the shit. Don't worry about they it. They were going to do that. They, they did cover that by saying that the uh, the local government was on its way to, like, investigate yeah, what was going on. Yeah, they said they were on the so way, but they were, it's... like, there within two minutes. Like, first of all, that's not how local government, like, I imagine, sea operations would work. <laughs> yeah, probably take a lot longer to find yeah. them. Yeah. But then secondly, they were they were flying pirate ships. I think if you were going to spot anything, you would see them. And they were on like the other side of the beach from a, a resort, so you know <laughs> someone probably were like, "Is this is this something that's part of the the all inclusion here, or what's happening here?" <laughs> is this is this? No, there was an air show that was included in this resort today. Maybe. Is this today's activities? <laughs> Five stars on TripAdvisor. Excellent air show. <laughs> Those, those are the last couple of things I remember that annoyed me. Sorry. All right. Uh, Joey, do you want to do a dad pod rock, paper, scissors to see uh, who goes no. next? As you're my hero, I'll let you go first. Well, I appreciate it. You're my hero too. Eagle. <laughs> Eagle. Okay. So I, I just kind of went uh, beat by beat with stuff that just popped up with me. Uh, so the movie opens with a, I bet you wonder how I ended up here kind of moment. Then uh, the movie cuts to 15 years earlier. Again, this movie filmed in 2020. As of this year, Tom Holland is 25 years old. The younger brother from 15 years ago looks like he's about ready to drive a car. Yeah. 
He looks like 16. He didn't look much like Tom Holland either. No. <laughs> no. So my my note is, cuts 15 years earlier. Tom Holland is 25, younger when filming, and was delayed because of pandemic. How old is young Nathan supposed to be? How old is old Nathan supposed to be? It's later revealed that young Tom Holland was fucking 10 <laughs> years old. Like, what? No, that kid no. was not 10 he years old. Like he was 16. The reason they did 15 years earlier is that's because when production actually started on this film. Oh, it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're looking at this wrong then. My next note is, is Sully trying to be Danny Ocean? What the fuck is this pitch he's giving Nathan? Uh, next one is nice Easter egg with the Naughty Dog sticker inside the trunk from mm-hmm. the orphanage. Uh, does Nathan just CrossFit for fun and it just so happens to work into the heist equation? Also, worst training montage ever. Yeah, definitely. There's something about the training montage that I can't quite put my finger on that really annoys me, and it's something that happens quite a lot in films. So Nathan works as a barman. So we can assume that he is on a regular hourly salary. I don't know what the hourly salary of a barman is. But in America, when people have jobs like that and then they go home to these enormous apartments in the middle of like New York City <laughs> that would cost millions of dollars... It just blows my mind. It's like Friends, where they all complain about how little money they have, and then they go to these enormous apartments. Um, yeah. I just, I wanted to know if, if I was being facetious with that. If I'm going just very top. frugal with with Friends, yes, you are. Um, there is a handful of episodes where they talk about how Monica is subletting the apartment from okay. her grandmother, who is actually dead. Uh, but because she's subletting and the apartment is rent controlled, she's pl- paying like 1970s okay. rates. I've got you. But, in but that does not apply here. <laughs> Fair enough. And then we're we're getting to the auction house uh, where we see the cross for the first time. My note is th- those 16th century craftsmen made a shit cross. <laughs> that thing looked horrible. Why doesn't Antonio Banderas have an auction paddle? He just kind of keeps raising his hand to... Because paddles are for the commoners at auctions. Apparently. Yeah. The commoners that bid up to $2 million. then we get our first indiana jones reference where they do the the travel by map um and then we cut to inside the plane where they're on a transatlantic flight and then sully just gave nathan the book to read an hour before they land and yeah and then sully's like you just opened the book why don't you know everything in the book can i just stop you for one second of course with sully when he's got the cross in the briefcase as he's making his leave he's making his exit from the auction house why doesn't he, for the sake of cover, take the cross out of the briefcase, cram it into his jacket pocket or something, and then and like close the briefcase back up? I don't It'd know if there was cover. enough time between him leaving the auction house. He was house in several the... empty hallways. Was he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's more for general audiences to know that he still stole it. I, I really couldn't tell you, because, yeah, that it makes no sense that he would leave the facility that he just stole the briefcase from while holding the briefcase very plainly. But he was staff and he had to transport it out of the back door on his own. (laughs) On his own. Yeah. Even though he already flipped his jacket back as well. He has that reversible jacket that now he's flipped back because now he's just a suave businessman. Was it reversible? Is that what it was? Because I just thought he robbed someone's jacket. No, it's reversible. Yeah, he he had it specially tailored so he could flip it in and out and be like, I'm a suave businessman. Now I'm working for the uh auction house which i thought that was actually fairly clever 
but I'm I'm mostly looking for things that annoyed me while watching this movie. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't credit that one. All right. Uh, so then we get another forced Indiana Jones reference with the nuns. Why does it always have to be nuns? <laughs> like, where are you going that it's always nuns? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also referencing Indiana Jones does not mean you're making a modern Indiana Jones movie. I mean, it's better than the other modern Indiana Jones movie. That one doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you not? Are you telling me that you don't believe in Indiana Jones and the funny fridge? <laughs> the funny fridge. <laughs> yeah, Slade, you haven't seen this. Don't worry. No. I'm about to say, I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. All I know is uh, the boulder and running away. <laughs> if I'm honest, you've summarized a lot of Indiana Jones. <laughs> he hides in a fridge and it makes him survive a nuclear blast. That's yep. what Tim says the funny fridge is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they go full Looney Tunes with it. Uh, that's where if you hear the term nuking the fridge, that's where it comes from. Is that like a modern jumping the shark? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, because nice. it's, it's, it's a lead-lined fridge, so Indiana Jones hops into it to avoid the like radiation of the, the blast. Doesn't it blow him like 15 miles or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he would die on impact immediately anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite YouTube channels is How It Should Have Ended, and they do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and the I think it opens with the blast in the fridge landing, and you just, it just opens, and Indy's screaming with like disfigured hands. He's like, ah, that was such a bad idea. <laughs> well, it's that'll be vaporized. I take my take my chances in the fridge. Yeah. So my next note: uh, this is when they're uh, just sitting around drinking a whole crap ton of wine. Chloe and Nathan are making fun of Sully because he's old and he's worried about his cat. And he goes, the man from the app is taking, it hasn't responded to me uh, about the cat. And then they also talk about how Sully doesn't have his glasses. He can't read shit, which is what we were talking about earlier. Mark Wahlberg is, was in his mid to late forties while filming this. Now he's 50. And again, like how how terrible is the rest of his body besides his gigantic <laughs> muscles and his full head of hair that they're like, oh, this guy's so old. <laughs> they should have gone for a Burt Reynolds type. You've seen Tom Holland though; he's pretty, pretty ripped. Maybe Mark Wahlberg looked very old to him. Well, it's it's a relative thing. Mm. Uh. And we're we're younger, so he therefore he is old, no matter how old he actually is. <laughs> Uh, so my next note is 45 minutes into the movie. It's just not fun. Uh, then there's the the joke where they're walking through the catacombs where uh, there's an arrow going one way and there's the eye of God going another way. So Chloe's like, I'm following the eye of God. Nathan's like, I'm following the arrow because that's obvious. And then he triggers a trap that almost kills him. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, we'll go that way. That was a bad trap. Yeah, it, it, it triggered too early and <laughs> just not funny. Uh, it was very clearly telegraphed. Like one, they're trying to do one of the one-liners from the the games, and it just didn't work. Uh, forty-eight and forty-eight minutes into the movie, there's another Indiana Jones reference. Uh, I believe it's another travel by. No, it's not travel by plane. I forget what the, what they do. Um, there is a point where he says to Chloe something about, "Oh, you are Indiana Jones." Then. But then Sully walks into a Papa John's. I just know Papa John sucks. <sighs> yeah, that was the point where I kind of went, oh, well, this is product placement. He went, I'm <laughs> literally in a Papa John's. And then there were people looking happy. And I thought that doesn't happen. There. Yeah, no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Papa John's is bad. <laughs> then they're trying to open up the, the third keyhole. But Nathan puts in the wrong end of the key. And I'm like, just flip it around, man. Like. It looks like it's too big, but maybe the other end is bigger. Like, what the hell's going on? He, he put the short end in when every other time they've put it in the long end. 
And he's like, oh, this isn't the right way. This isn't right. But yeah, flip it around, man. <laughs> yeah, true. And uh, a sarcastic, oh no, Chloe betrayed them again. <laughs> um, Chloe to Nate, because um, she she says like, you're a good guy. You, sh- you shouldn't, you should get out of this game or something. And like, yeah, great, great dude stealing from people. That poor innocent girl at the start that's never mentioned again. <laughs> uh, then we have another travel by map reference. Uh, then, whoa, I am genuinely surprised Antonio Banderas was killed randomly. <laughs> With no blood at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I put the reason for his random death as probably for the really bad speech that he just gave. And also <laughs> his fortune being, quote unquote, restored. Uh, wasn't he already rich? Yeah, yeah. he was stinking rich. He had a rich car <laughs> and a cargo plane. Of course he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> and like a full crew access to helicopters to pick stuff up out of like a hole not big enough for old pirate ships. How'd they get the nets under the under the fucking ships? That also... It's also one of my notes coming up here. Uh, so the, the, the next thing I have, because now we start the skydiving scene, we, we've caught up to the uh, Bet You Wonder How You Eyes end up, wound up here moment. Uh, the games make a better cutscene than the skydiving CGI. Do you know what I noticed about that was that that CGI falling shot was one of about, I think I counted 13 shots in this whole movie that lasted more than four seconds. Hmm. And that was one of them. Everything else was so fast in this. And I, I don't know whether it was to reflect the video game's pacing, because as I said, I've not played it. I don't know how quick Uncharted games are, but I would feel like longer shots would give more of an illusion of playing a video game. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. I'm wondering if maybe that was more of a COVID thing where they were socially distanced while filming or they weren't even they, like, oh. they might not have even been filming together. So they were just running lines with someone. Like, I know you can't, you really can't like, you know, film movies the same way you, you know, do video game stuff. But like Uncharted specifically, it's a third person game, you know, camera behind it. There's not really any tracking shots like that. Like when Tom Holland's running through like the Roman city, right? That would have been a perfect time for it during the chase scene. Yeah. You know, that would have been a perfect time. Not saying they had to do it, but it would, you know, it would feel a little bit more natural to what the players know. So, so in the the film, there's a bit where it goes point of view when he's falling out of the plane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that a nod to the game? Does that happen in the game? Does it go point of view or is it just because they thought, Oh, it'd be cool to stick wiggly arms in front of the camera and see you falling. <laughs> I think it wiggly. is. I, think I it haven't is. played the third game, but I think that is uh, directly from it where oh, it okay. starts falling out. Um, okay. Yeah. I try to play them sequentially. So because I can't get past the second game's opening act, I can't do anything else. That's it. It's locked off for you forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then we have the Nolan North cameo, which I put in all caps. The way Nathan is messing around with the the compass once he realizes he can take off those gems on each piece and he can kind of do a protractor kind of thing with that. He he goes like the long way around, but <laughs> among other things as well, like he could have gone the other way. And what if he ended up like south of where he ended up going north? Because they would have hit if he spun him the other way, too. Yeah. Like there's nothing that yep. says you should go north with, yep. with the way you're you're doing that. It's because they just saw Nolan North. There it is. Not only a cameo, but a hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a really nice actual nod to the platforming in the games. When they finally get to the boats, uh, Nathan jumps onto and grips the cannon and then he like slides to the side to like parkour yeah. up. 
I thought that was actually a really nice nod to the platforming. Um, why are they just tipping over the barrels to show all the gold? Like, couldn't you just take the lid off and be like, gold? Yeah, there's no reason to be dumping they, all that out. When they were like, it's a fake lid. And then he was like, he picked up the fake lid and you would have been able to see the gold where he picked it up only to kick a bucket of gold at Mark Wahlberg. It was just his, his surprise as well. But but the thing that got me about that was it was like we've searched and spent millions of dollars to find billions of dollars worth of gold, and now Mark Wahlberg is surprised that they have found gold. <laughs> yeah, so like Nathan kicking it over, I get because he's like trying to make a point, like "Look at me, asshole! I figured it out." And then Sully does the same thing, and he's just like, "Oh my god! Like, stop kicking mm. over the gold! There's no <laughs> reason for this." Also, that that was only one barrel with a fake lid. None of the others had a fake lid. There were two. They because yeah. Wahlberg kicks over one as well. He's like, "What, really?" And then he he does. I feel like that's had to have been a Wahlberg thing. The the way he has this realization of like fake lids, awesome. And then he <laughs> picks it up, kicks it over, and like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love fake lids. Improv. <laughs> I'm seen. Uh, then the next thing I have is they're they're not going to be doing a supernatural twist, are they? Fucking cowards. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been annoyed at a supernatural twist. I feel like they would have they're were, they're were afraid of a, a Pirates of the Caribbean comparison. But then like five minutes later, they make a Pirates of the Caribbean reference where they call Nathan Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's so we can we can assume that the Uncharted and Pirates of the Caribbean don't take place in the hot same universe. That's all I got from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, then my next note is: How did they get the ropes and nets under the boats? Makes because no no sense. Because like looking at the sandy material down there, it's just going to keep caving in as you dig, and the boat's just going to keep falling. There's this is such a slave thing to be annoyed about because he digs for a living. It's it totally doesn't work. You can't just do that. Some shovels and a couple ropes won't do that. Yeah, even if they shimmy it underneath, that's going to take forever. Yep. Uh, it's it's it that just doesn't work. So I I'm like, okay, I get that you wanted a big set piece where you have flying pirate ships, but like, get fucking Tinkerbell. This doesn't work. <laughs> uh, let's hear what what do I have next? Um, fight on the boat deck is clearly trying to feel like Pirates of the Caribbean, even with the music, and then they drop the Jack Sparrow reference. Uh, and then the note uh, verbatim goes, Oh Jesus, he stole the double gun holster off a guy he killed. Of course, every piece of his wardrobe needs an origin. Uh, why did he even steal the holster if he never uses it? Because he, he just puts on the holsters and then never gets guns to yep. put there. And it's just there to make, finish the look. But no, I think he got the, the holster because Nathan Drake, he be stealing. That's kind of <laughs> yeah, but a holster, a holster famously has a hole in it. It's you just the stuff's going to fall out. I could go get my holster from the other room. There, there's a oh, hole on both sides, and it's just going to fall out. Is that why they call it a holster? Yep. <laughs> Is that why they call it portal? <laughs> That's why they call it portal. <laughs> That's another reference to Video Game Club. Nice plug. I also want to bring up something nobody else has. Uh, Tim is wearing a PlayStation shirt today. I am. Which I, oh. I feel, Did you pick that out just for this? Or is No. That... <laughs> um, I got out of the shower right before this. And just needed something to wear. And you shower wearing that shirt. I did. Uh, it's a white <laughs> shirt, so you can all see. <laughs> uh, la- last note I have for like the main point of the or the main story before we get like our post credits stuff 
is uh, Sam's Alive. I am shocked. And then yeah. uh, for the trailers, we got the Sully mustache scene was completely spoiled other than the fact that Mr. Whiskers showed up, which I am 100% for any time a cat shows up. Uh, <laughs> lots of sequel bait, LOL. And then uh, another another question for Tim playing a game from the Fanatic. Uh, who is Aw Crap? Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Just explain this for anyone who hasn't listened to the Fanatic. All right. So the what's so, the Fanatic? We're not. We've done the bit already. Once we filled the quota. So on the Fanatic, there is a game that I and what's I the play. Fanatic again? <laughs> You've got to do it. You're a guest, Tim. It's um, it's another podcast that I'm on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> really glad to be followed by a chorus every time that comes. <laughs> the pod, the fanatic, uh, is a podcast I'm on. We play this game where there is a particular scene in the film The Fanatic where Devon Sauer, who plays a character called Hunter Dunbar, is on the phone to someone. And he, in one phone call, he says the following. He goes, no, I'm not going to take that gig. If it's it's not going to be worth my time, if they, if they want to make it worth my while, they've got to come up. I'm going to be away from Danny, his son, for too long. Then he says, I missed your mom last week. Then he says, I kissed the maid again. Then he says, there's a crazy person in the garden. Call me later. Uh, and then we play a game called Who Was Phone? So we try and, we try and guess whoever he's on the phone with. Uh, one of my personal favorite guesses that I've had was that he's on the phone to his phone provider and he's just being a bit weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so who was our crap? It's obviously Chloe. But... No, no, it's it's the director holding the sequel script. <laughs> there it is. There you go. That's who was our crap. Well done. So my oh, final man. thoughts on the movie is it wants to be Indiana Jones, National Treasure, and Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's missing the fun and engaging plot. And characters. And engaging characters, yes. So <laughs> And box office profits. <laughs> <laughs> can I um can I come in here and, and drop a mic? I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was awful. It's it's a very average movie. Yeah, it was it was super generic. I think you could confuse it with about a hundred other films. But I went in there expecting it to be so awful that I was like, I'm gonna hate every second of this. And I didn't hate it. I actually enjoyed bits of it. Maybe maybe I had the opposite, because I know those are supposed to be like big name people and whatnot, and I'm like, I know it had a good mm. you know, supposed to have a big production or whatever. I didn't know it had the troubles and everything. I'm like, maybe, you know, it actually be pretty good. But I feel like it's like Josh's revenge for me making him watch all of Attack on Titan. <laughs> that's that's what it is. He's he's making me suffer movies. So again, like, do you think this would have been a, a? We talked a little bit about this earlier. Do you think this would have been a good movie if it wasn't called Uncharted and they weren't saddled with all of these callbacks that they had to do? No. Or at least would it have been more enjoyable? I do. I do. However, think that it probably made a lot of money off the fact that it was called Uncharted. Yeah. Um, so I think it probably would have been better in terms of expectation, but then it probably would have flopped much harder than it actually did. Looking into it, Joey, by the way, you are not in the minority here. The most Metacritic scores are about 45% on this. Is that good? It's about average. <laughs> that means it's like middle of the road. Yeah. So yeah. again, I don't think I hated it. Again, I would probably, 
if it was ever on streaming, I would sit down and watch it with my wife. I, we didn't really do our ratings, uh, which for us, we do must see or pass. Um, I wouldn't say it's a must see, but if it's on streaming, I would say it's worth at least one viewing. I didn't say I liked it. I said, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I said I didn't hate it. I said I kind of enjoyed it. I think that's Jerry, different to like. You want to go into your thoughts? Sure. So um, I started off with the cargo plane and Josh's, you might wonder how I got here. Um, and I did a bit of research and cargo planes fly at 560 miles an hour or 900 uh, kilometers per hour. And there was a lot of people jumping from cargo pallet to cargo pallet whilst flying at nearly 600 miles an hour. Um, I think Nathan Drake would have died uh, when he fell out of it. Uh, I think whoever was hanging onto those cargo crates would be dead. So I put everyone dead in the first five minutes as one of my notes. <laughs> I then put that new young Nathan Drake doesn't really look like Tom Holland. But then they did a shot where it was young Nathan Drake and it like face morphed into Tom Holland. And I thought this made it look even less like he looked like him. It was like you put a bad filter on when someone wants to pretend they look like a celebrity. Oh, like a Snapchat filter. Yeah, it was like a bad Snapchat filter, which I thought was quite funny. And uh, also, <laughs> I really liked that uh, Drake and the brother Sam broke into the museum and they brought them back to the orphanage and they were like, he's done it again. This is his third strike. Like he just keeps breaking into this museum. And it's like, he should be in jail already. <laughs> they keep, they keep catching him and going, how do you keep doing this? And then that was, uh... and then he ran away out of a window and no one ever thought to chase him or say, Nathan, your brother ran out of a window. Where did he go? I just thought that that was, that was a bit strange. There is. I, I'm going to warn you now. There's a point in my notes where my thoughts kind of got away from me, and I'll get to that. <laughs> Were you playing the drinking game too? He was just doodling at that point. <laughs> I wasn't. No. So, okay. Here's a question for you. So Nathan Drake is the barman. The barman. You say hi. I'd like a vodka tonic, please. And he says, "This is my first drink of the night. Don't make it a vodka tonic, please. Test me." What do you actually say to that man? I say. Make me a vodka tonic, because that is what I want to drink. I am paying you money. You will make what I would like. Oh, God. It just, like, it made me think of another bad experience I had with, like, a bartender that I got frustrated with. Because I went up there, and I was like, yeah, just can I get a whiskey old-fashioned? And she's like, I don't have the stuff to make that. And I'm like, how orange whiskey ice? But that, that's, <laughs> that's one that I understand, and I agree. However, for him to say, I want you to test me is a bit like, I would be like, what are you doing? Like, I would like you to job. make me a vodka tonic in three seconds. Like, <laughs> I, I probably would have done like a smart-ass response of, um, like, what's the airspeed velocity of a laden swallow? Ah, African <laughs> or European, though. <laughs> exactly. <Whoa. laughs> so like, I, I would have just been a, given him a smart-ass, like, test your knowledge question, and then, then be like, make me a vodka tonic, please. <laughs> He wouldn't have a job if that was his response to customers, like his bad customer service. And then I, I put notes about how I felt sorry for the poor girl that he stole her bracelet and she never came up again, nor did the bracelet, so it was a bit <laughs> ir uh, irrelevant. But then he starts talking to Sully, and he meets Sully in the bar, and he, he goes from this, like, oh, I'm so cheeky, I test me on my drink, to we're closed, get out right now. And it was a real switch, but then when Sully walks out, he steals the bracelet, which he's obviously watched Tom... Hol uh, sorry, I keep calling Tom Holland. Nathan Drake 
steal from this poor customer. And then without any physical contact whatsoever, and I rewound the scene twice to make sure there was no physical contact between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, he steals the bracelet off of Nathan Drake and then drops a card. And I said, it's it's physically impossible for him to have dropped his card on Nathan Drake's character. That also happened when Chloe stole the cross as well. There was no physical contact. Uh And the cross would weigh... Probably at least ten pounds, being you solid would gold. Well, if if they wanted to do Indiana Jones, they could have replaced it with a big bag of sand. <laughs> that would have been really annoying in his pockets, <laughs> in his bag, empty now, and this big bag of sand. Been emptying it for ten years. <laughs> and then we move on to the the um, auction scene, and the auction scene. Um, I think you've covered a lot of what I wanted to say. I did write that the lighting is great and I really enjoyed the lighting and the way that the camera movement was in the scene where Tom Holland was hanging from the um, the lighting tubes and they started to break. I thought that was really good. And this is where my thoughts got away from me. So I looked into who the cinematographer is for this. So you should know that Tim and I both separately studied film at, at university. I looked at camera movement and, and cinematography and Tim looked at sound. So you'll see Tim talk a lot about sound when we do video game club. I'm all about the cinematography. The cinematography uh, cinematographer Chung Hyu Chung also did one of my favourite films I've ever seen. And it's the 74th highest rated film on IMDb. It's the South Korean Old Boy. Oh, mm, He was the cinematographer dude. on that. He was also the cinematographer on the remake of It. Okay. And I, there's no correlation between the, the three movies. I just thought it was really cool and, and he was doing a good job there and i think he did a good job here as well yeah the the auction house sequence overall i think uh that was a a really good action sequence and from any other movie it would have been a highlight yeah but it the rest of the movie just becomes so forgettable like i really thinking about it now like the the move that tom holland does where he like avoids one of the guys by like swinging around the railing to get around the guy like that was some really good choreography but again, it, it kind of gets lost in in the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, there was a point, you know, where he's fighting with the Scottish man and he can't understand a word the Scottish man said. Yes. So that made me laugh because of a personal, not personal to me, but an experience we have uh, of someone in our family. Now, mine and Tim's uncle is from Scotland and his brother-in-law works in Seattle and he became quite high up in the Seattle police uh, cybercrime division and he got interviewed on on um, TV for the area and they, his Scottish accent was so thick that they subtitled him and it just made me think <laughs> of that, it really made me laugh. Yeah, and then, and then I put kicking guard in the chest made me lol, which I've alluded to <laughs> earlier and then I stopped making notes but I can keep talking I really liked Antonio Banderas' character as a, as a bad guy I wish he was in it more I much preferred him to the the, uh, the Braddock, who ended up being the, the main bad guy. Um, I think I'm just a bit of a sucker for Antonio Banderas. Well, who isn't? Well, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the few times he's... I think he is uh, from Spain, if I remember correctly. And so it's yeah. one of the few times he's actually playing an actual Spaniard. Yeah, yeah. And there was that whole scene in Barcelona where they spoke Spanish and they, they subtitled a lot. I thought that was really cool with the guy from... Breaking Bad, who I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But but that was really cool, and they, they killed him, and he dies in everything I've ever seen him in, which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, and then I just gushed over the, the North Nolan cameo. Um, and then I had problems with the, the 
pirate ship, which you've all alluded to. Um, lots of hatred towards that scene of flying pirate <laughs> ships. But I did enjoy, you know, when he shot the cannon, and I know he couldn't, Tim, before you get angry, but you know he <laughs> shot the cannon and hit the other helicopter. I did enjoy that. The thing I didn't enjoy is there was a point where there was they were flying down like a narrow ravine in the helicopter with the pirate ship hanging underneath. And then the other helicopter pulled in front of them, and it was a properly like, what? moment, and they had to pull up. And then they slowed everything down to the point where you could see the helicopter blades whirring and everyone was looking up and they all just looked really stupid, like, what's going on? And then it did the typical, like, graze the helicopter blades and flew away. I think that um, the film was fine, personally. If it was on TV at Christmas, I might watch it. Um, I need something to distract me from my family. (laughs) your, Your words, not mine. But if it was on at Christmas, I would watch it. I wouldn't pay for it again, ever. Because like I said, there's so many films that are basically the same that do it better, like all of the Indiana Jones movies, except for that last one. Yeah, so so controversially, I don't think it was terrible. I think it was fine. I think that was part of the, the allure of doing this with you guys was the fact that it, it was clearly going to not be good from the get-go. And with it being yeah. based on a video game, uh, it obviously gave us an excuse to to collaborate. Like we need an excuse. <laughs> Apparently we did. I thought you'd want to wait till the uh, Mario movie came out. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely get have you guys back for that <laughs> if that ever actually happens. I can't wait to see Charlie Kelly as Luigi. It's gonna be so jarring. Hold on, is that is that no, no, yeah, that's real? Charlie Day is Luigi. The thing is, though, Charlie is like the best person to play. He's the best. Luigi. He's the best cast. He's the best cast out of all out of everyone. Joey, he, have you really seen the is. cast of the Mario movie? No, I haven't. It's insane. I think, I think Charlie Day would have been better as uh, Toad if, no. if I had my choice. No, no, no. I think he could, he could do that franticness. That yeah, but he's got that like work. nice whiny voice though that Luigi needs. Joe, yeah. to give you just to give you the cast, we've got Chris Pratt as Mario, right? Um, <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. Charlie Day as Luigi. Charles Martinet is somehow involved despite Chris Pratt being Mario. Uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Keegan Michael Key as Toad, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, don't know how he's involved. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, uh, and then someone called Sebastian Maniscalco, but I don't know who he's playing. Like, it's a pretty stacked cast. Can we make a bet about uh, that trailer? The very first trailer is going to have. You said Seth Rogen's playing Donkey Kong, right? Yeah. How much do you want to bet that that trailer is going to have Donkey Kong laughing with the Seth Rogen? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll be disappointed if they don't. That Chippendale Rescue that Chippendale Rescue Rangers trailer has it happen twice, and they have Seth Rogen playing two different characters, and both of them laugh in both trailers. I really hope that uh, Mario gets his signature line of fuck you, Luigi, from the Mario TV show. <laughs> If you guys haven't seen that, it's very funny. Mario I really hope Luigi. that Chris Pratt has to do just like a bad Italian accent the whole movie. That's going to make it so entertaining. Well, I don't think that's going to happen just because there's, so. there's going to be too many people finding it offensive. Oh, it's funny. I love Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is wonderful. And I hope that this doesn't ruin him. <laughs> Alrighty. Josh, Chris Pratt's the, the only reason I ever watched Guardians of the Galaxy and it is one of my favorites. I've kind of soured on him a little bit, not for the same reasons that a lot of the people on the internet have. Like he has church affiliations with uh, an anti-gay church, which 
I haven't honestly looked it up, but I mean, if it's so, if if it it's out there, then I mean that sucks because being anti-gay is stupid. Yeah, obviously, of course. <laughs> but like, I, I've just kind of grown more tired of him through him. He's become more of a character actor. So yeah. every, every character he's playing is now just Chris Pratt, where he he actually was a pretty good actor beforehand. Uh, so like if you've seen him in like Moneyball, uh, the five year engagement, uh, Parks and Rec, like he is actually acting in those movies. And he is kind yeah. of like a, a a body chameleon as well, where if you want him to be the chubby friend, he can be the chubby friend or he can just be a, a pretty athletic dude. Uh, but now he's just jacked and rich and he's just I'm going to be Chris Pratt and everything. So that's kind of where I am with him. Can I can I rewind because I didn't know about this anti-gay stuff. I've never been a fan of Chris Pratt. I've never <laughs> really liked yeah. him. Um, and I hope the Mario movie ruins him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the internet is already annoyed with him, and then the, uh, the the Chris Pratt thing came out. He's also been cast as Garfield in a new animated Garfield movie. <laughs> yep. So he's going to oh. be Mario and Garfield, and all of them are going to be Chris Pratt, essentially, from what I, I would assume. If you're not opposed to editing sounds in, by the way, to the episode, Josh, I've um, just posted a link to the Fuck You Luigi clip. I think it's worth a listen. <laughs> um, if I can figure out how to do the sound bits, I'll, I'll add that in. Nice. So with Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec being Sonic, and now Chris Pratt being Luigi, do you think there'll be a Mario Sonic movie? Almost definitely. That would be so good. I still haven't seen Sonic 2, but I I, I want to. I, again, I think the the Mario movie is actually being made more in line with like uh, computer generated animation, and it's also going to be. It, it seems like they just went. Who is in the Lego Movie? We want them. Bring them in. Because again, Charlie Day, Chris Pratt, and uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach is kind of a whatever casting because Peach is just there like she's never really been a fully formed character as far as i can tell i was really hoping for a live action if i'm totally it's honest. being made by illumination the guys who make the minion movies so so it's going to be extraordinarily annoying yes absolutely <laughs> i cannot wait to see it on all of the drinks <laughs> this happens when uh, when we talk about a video game that we don't really like that much josh and we just end up talking about other video games that are coming up. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually budget about 90 minutes for an episode, and I know Slade's really, really hoping that this pads out for record-breaking material, but uh, <laughs> <It's gonna> be- <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get that far. But I mean, I, I still also would like would just love to just chat with you guys so you guys can uh, talk a little bit more about your podcast. Those are called ambles. <laughs> We have so we I was looking into our ambles. <laughs> <laughs> we have two of them for Sometimes we have three. <laughs> But our ambles used to not exist. And then in episode six, we had a four second preamble. And that was the beginning of the end. And now, Josh, our our whole uh, grand plan is to end up with episodes that are pure amble. (laughs) Although I will say the episode that I recently edited, I don't remember which one it was off the top of my head. Um, It's uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Dragon Ball Fighter. Thank you. Um, Sorry, can you say that correctly? Z. Z. No. No, no, I meant Dragon Ball Fighters. That has our <laughs> shortest preamble that we've had in a very long time. Yes. Well, the how preamble sh- started. How short with, is um, that one? Are you just going to tease it? Uh, let's tease it. Let's tease it. Okay. Is oh, our, our preamble started with um, with Tim and I um, talking about how we can mess with Slade and that... see which words we can throw in <laughs> um, that he wouldn't notice. It'd be episode three. Yeah. I'll start that. 
after that, we were just like, there's one where Slade says that he's drinking, um, oh, what were you drinking? Something, and we called you a fancy bitch, and that was the whole, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the whole preamble, and then it just, was it we, we now moved on to like. I can't remember. No, yeah, it Mimo- well done. No, I think it was a rosé wine, actually. I was working off a hangover that morning. Yes. And, yeah. Have the dog. But, um, I know you've had, we, like, you've name dropped a mimosa on a couple episodes at yeah. least. Yeah, because usually but we, we I, record I, early Sunday morning. Sorry to interrupt, Joey. We usually know, record early okay. Sunday mornings, and I'm working off whatever I did Saturday night. So, <laughs> so, so I think we've gone from having like one minute, two minute preambles and no postambles to maybe twenty minute preambles and ten minute postambles, and we're definitely becoming the amble part. <laughs> And talking of, of name dropping, we name dropped this podcast more than you can imagine. And, and Josh, you made up a drinking game where you have to drink every time that we mention this podcast. Um, and Slade went out of his way to make sure that you get blackout drunk. I just kept saying talking smack over and over again. <laughs> but I, I, I do I do love your ambles because like especially the early on ones where you, it's just you and Joey and Tim. Uh, plotting on something against Slade, like uh, I think it was the Breath of the Wild, or maybe it was the Ocarina of Time episode, yeah, where you're you're gonna call, just continue to call Link Zelda and see if Slade <laughs> freaks out about it. <laughs> Which he didn't. Well done. Yeah. Well, I knew something was up because you corrected me, and I'm like, they're doing something, and I'm not gonna play into this. So I just <laughs> I just went on. So can I? Sorry, going back to the Uncharted movie. Um, the oh man, really? <laughs> It's very loosely based on the Uncharted movie. So, obviously, am I right in thinking we're getting a Last of Us TV show? That's yes. been in the works for a long time. Is there any chance? Because the real thing that got me excited about this movie on the title card was that God of War was in the Sony Pictures bit. I really want a God of War movie. I just wish they'd quit adapting video games to movies because they're two very different mediums. So. Yeah, it's wow. never going to be truly satisfying because, no. like, one of the things in the Uncharted games that they never really did here is uh, you have shootouts with, like, endless waves of bad guys, uh, which is probably my biggest complaint about the first game is, like, all the bad guys are on a boat, and yet you're killing, like, 50 to 60 guys on the on the on from the boat at a time, and yet there's still more coming. And, like, where did they squeeze all these guys on the boat? Well, obviously, if you watch the movie, it's easy to store people in trunks of things, <laughs> under the floorboards. You know, it's, it's not hard to stash away a couple bodies. That's what I learned. False tops on barrels. You can just hide yep. a body in there. Yep. Put some salt over the top. No one will notice. <laughs> the, bit, the bit in the movie where Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg fall out of the, the boot or trunk of the car... And he goes, that was the worst 10 hours of my life. It was like, how did you survive in there for 10 <laughs> hours? If anything, it would have been warm and it would have stank. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Even someone would have wet themselves, too. Possibly shit. That was why it was... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would ruin the lucky car if you shit in the trunk. But that's how you christen them. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Tim doesn't drive. <laughs> keep shitting every boot I get in. <laughs> no wonder I can't get but any Josh, I wanted, to, I wanted to tell you that these two pages of notes that I made here and I'm showing Josh on the camera is more prep than I've ever done for an episode of video <laughs> games. No, that's extremely so, true. Um, so, <laughs> I, I'm glad the guy I love here. translated to some, some hard work. Mm. 
between two guys. <laughs> oh, it's a scrub. If you ever reference. do an episode on Scrubs, I'm 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 there, Josh. I don't know why you would ever do an episode. I, yeah, on I was scrubs, I was just but... trying to figure out how can I how can I make this work that I could do a <laughs> Scrubs episode because I I would do a Scrubs episode in a heartbeat. You know, it's the two of you perfect bromance, and that's what y'all have to do. <laughs> we could practice the song and everything. Ooh, I I I don't know if anyone really wants to hear me sing. Uh, you guys are you guys are British, so I mean that that <laughs> I feel like singing is inherent with most British people. Is that a stereotype? It is a stereotype. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you've obviously you've not you've not spoken to many people in the city centres here. If you think everyone is chirpy and full of like, oh god almighty, especially not where I live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember there was one point when I went to see Tim and Joey. We were walking by the uh, what do you call it? The bull arena. The bull ring. The bull, the bull ring. ring and. Uh, these two people like walked past us, and I looked at Tim, and I was like, "What in the fuck did they just say? Was that English?" <laughs> so, so where Slade's talking about is um, where I live uh, is near Birmingham, and so I was talking about this with someone today. The Birmingham accent, even though England's very small, we have a lot of accents. Not everyone sounds like "Oh bloody hell, Toodle Pip," um, but the Birmingham accent. I've seen polls on Twitter where the question is. Would you rather have chlamydia or the Birmingham accent? And chlamydia wins every single time. <laughs> I don't understand why Birmingham gets the raw end of the deal here. Scouse is much worse. Yes. Scouse is brilliant. No, it's not. It's nails on chalk. It's awful. Mm. Pronounce your C's and K's right. Clear the <laughs> phlegm out your throat. <laughs> Strong views. So that's that's way over my head. But uh, shout out to my wife's best friend, Ellen, who will probably understand that because she, <laughs> she loves everything about... I thought you were going to say he was Scouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be really funny. <laughs> Sorry, Shout Alan. Out to <laughs> um, I just looked it up, by the way, the Last of Us TV show. Funny enough, some footage of the show leaked last week. Wow, oh, really? When's it due out? Uh, 2023. Because, Slade, I know you don't like The Last of Us. I do not like The Last of Us. I like I- it. I think it's generic and very overrated, but that's my opinion. By the way, Joe, have you seen he's playing Joel in The Last of Us? No. It is Pedro Pascal. I thought you were going to say it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> he's the whole cast. They just keep putting him in wigs. You'll recognize Pedro Pascal, Joey. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he, he's the, the Mandalorian. Um, he's also the bad guy from the second Kingsman movie. He's also the Viper in Game of Thrones. Yep. Three things I have not seen. Uh, he's yeah. he's great. Oh, first of all, watch just... the Mandalorian. Secondly, just, he's good. There we go. We can get Joey to watch the Mandalorian, building up towards season three, and then we can come back and talk about it. Absolutely. So, so how Tim... familiar are you with Star Wars? Do you know what a Yoda is? What is a Force? I have a <laughs> mug that says Yoda Best Daddy, and it's got Yoda <laughs> on it. Um, I, I understand that there are memes of Baby Yoda, but I don't understand why Baby Yoda is is baby. But um, he's young. He, he's there. I've seen all of the Star Wars movies. I just I don't know if I'd say that I love Star Wars. I think it's no, because I said that about Uncharted, and that's not fair. <laughs> I think Star Wars is good, better than fine, much better than Uncharted. I was about to say I've only seen one of the Star Wars movies. Please don't hate me talking smack fans. <laughs> I, did watch, I did watch the whole Star Wars anime special thing. That was a blast to watch. Star Wars Visions, that was yes, really good. that was a lot of fun. Um, Slade, I know you're not massive on Star Wars. Jar Jar Binks is the one that everyone likes. <laughs> I, I know better. 
<laughs> I know better than that. The only one I've seen, it's one of the new ones. Somebody told me what it was last night, but I don't remember. Uh, it's the one with the woman who repels down a ship, and then there's the joke with uh, Harrison Ford and the furry, where they're in the snow place, and the furry like yells, and he's like, what do you mean you're cold? And I remember that making me laugh. That's, um... That's The Force Awakens. Force Awakens. That's yeah. the only one I've seen. That's all I remember from the entire movie. That's the only one that Harrison Ford has a significant role in in the, the newer ones. Is the fairy Chewbacca? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's a Wookiee, thank you very much. <laughs> Josh, that's an idea for a Christmas episode. Oh, no. How about the Star, the Star Wars, Wars holiday Christmas? special? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> if I could find a good copy of it, I, I might do that one. I'm um, 90% sure it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, maybe for you guys. I know it's not for us yet, at least. Maybe that'll be a Christmas present from Disney this year. <laughs> They've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming out later this year. Is it a Christmas present? A Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> well, the fans have been clamoring for it for a while just because they want a high-res meme of uh, that terrifying child Wookiee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Disney and the Star Wars... I don't think Disney will ever release it officially because it is such a weird... It's strange. On, on the Star Wars brand, and Disney is nothing if not very conscious of their conscious of their brand. I found a copy of it here on YouTube, and it just says at the end in brackets, "Nice copy." So take that how you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll collaborate on that. I know my buddy Matt, who does the podcast with me every now and then, uh, he's watched it every now and then. He loves it's, it. Unironically, loves it's it. It's a train wreck of a movie, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I might, I might do it just to, again, get back at Slade, because he and Lewis are still trying to figure out the next anime they're going to make me watch. I think we, I think Lewis and I have already settled on it, so we're going to be nice to you. Rap, rap Is it Spy X Family or Spy Cross Family, whatever Spy it X would be called? Spy you need to watch Spy, Spy X Family. is a lot of fun, but no. Uh, I think we're going we're gonna to be nice to you. I'm not going to tell you what we're doing, though, but we have, we have a plan. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd I have to know out. so I can watch it. I'd watch out, Josh, because he described, Slade described to me uh, Attack on Titan as a lot of fun. And whilst I enjoy it, I would say fun is not the right word. Did you not listen to the review episode? I did. That's, you, this is this is why I said you've ruined my life. <laughs> the, the best was, I, I was sitting there with my parents like eating dinner one night, and my phone, I just never lock it whatsoever, and like a message from Joey just pops up, and my mom sees it, and it just says, Fuck you, Slade. And, I'm <laughs> and she was like, "What have you done?" And I'm like, "I'm not sure, to be honest." <laughs> and that was that was that was that night that I watched like nine episodes back to back of Attack on Titan. Um, and then the other message was obviously the Sonic one, which really. Um, so, Josh, you can. I mean, I would put this on Twitter so it makes sense to people. But I was texting Slade um, very, very, very late at night. <laughs> I tried to send him a video because I said, I've heard the theme song of season four before and it turns out that there was a TikTok craze where people were using uh, that song and uh, yeah, rumbling and Elden Ring to show how good the hitboxes are in Elden Ring um, and when I tried to send him a video of one of these videos showing off the hitboxes in Elden Ring, I sent him a picture of horrified Sonic. Um, <laughs> and, then, and it was it was about one in the morning here, and I was in the room with my sleeping son, who, if he woke up, 
um, it would have been very hard to get him back to sleep. And every time Slade messaged me, I'd open it up and I'd see this picture of Sonic and I would just try my hardest not to laugh and I was crying. And then I managed to delete the photo and then he shared the screenshot with you and it was just there again in my phone. And oh, it was a bad time. Oh, man. I, had a, I thought it was a lot of fun. I did too, but I couldn't laugh because that was why I was saying you'll get me in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, sleeping sleeping kids and waking them up is no fun. I, my my youngest just turned seven months, so hopefully yours is sleeping better than mine. Uh, he's eight months old. So <laughs> <he's there>. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that photo with no context. Joey's like, I'm sure I've seen that song somewhere, and then I got that image. <laughs> I'll send it to you, Josh, so you can tweet it when uh, when when this goes. I appreciate out. it. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah slade's been running wild with that one for a while uh yeah <laughs> never gonna let me forget no, it absolutely not when we hit uh <laughs> two years of the podcast i'm gonna use that image <laughs> for my surprise i found all the variants of it now and now every time slade and i message each other we just send each other a different horrified sonic <laughs> So with with the video game club, um, I know you guys usually try to stick to what's on like Game Pass because obviously it works well for you. Um, mm-hmm. Is there an option where you guys will review some of the bad Sonic games just to really, really see what's going to happen with those? Slade <laughs> shaking his head, Tim's nodding. <laughs> Thing is, unlike Slade, I am here for train wrecks. I yeah. love awful movies. I love awful video games. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to play any of the Sonic games unless we do the two D ones because those are those are fine. Yeah, small spoiler alert for uh, the upcoming live stream for the Cure. One of my controversial gaming takes is going to be that I I hate three D Mario games. Oof, all of them. Like I th- like three D Land and um, Mario Brothers. You like there's 3D animation, but they're more platforming based. But if it's Mario 64, Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, um, what's Odyssey is the newest one. Yeah, I cannot play those. Sunshine, I'm gonna the... make Tim really sad. Sunshine's my favorite. I I hate Sunshine with a passion. Yeah. It's awful. I used to speed run Mario Odyssey, and I was learning to speed run for 64 for a long time. But there's one trick I just can't do consistently. But it's not the first game I've speedrun. It's um, I've also done a link to the past and Untitled, Untitled, Goose, game. Untitled Goose game. Actually, got me on a fucking esports team for a while, which is ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tim's our professional gamer, Adam. <laughs> and yet I revel in trash. <laughs> it's like a raccoon. Mm. I think we'll call it there. Um, we've hit a pretty good mid mark for what our episode lengths are. So Slade's going to just continue to be average. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> but again, if, if you guys want to share your social... up, oh, sorry, Joy. Sorry. Um, I know you asked me for Jenny's review of Uncharted. Oh, uh, yeah. I was curious. Jenny's thoughts. She... I, I... And so for you who don't know, Jenny, do we have a section? My wife, Jenny, doesn't play video games. And I ask her to um, review games that I'm playing and, and tell me what her thoughts on that are. This is changing slightly, but you'll learn about that in our Dragon Ball episode, which is coming out soon. <laughs> Jenny refused to watch this film. She saw the trailer and said, I don't have to watch that with you, do I? So that's Jenny's <laughs> thoughts. Do you have a uh, one-star Amazon review? Oh, for no, us, Joey? I, I don't, but I can find one if, if uh, you want to read it. Yeah, why don't you, yeah why don't I can, you find one I can edit it down. Just got to make sure Slade's not there padding for time. 
Um, okay, so one star review <laughs> by B.A. Dunstan. So shout out to you, B.A. Dunstan. Uh, it says, <laughs> not something I intended to purchase, and then seven exclamation marks. <laughs> I purchased this by mistake. Lack of concentration has its own punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I will now be much more sure of pressing the correct button in the future. So they didn't even watch the film. They bought the wrong thing and then uh, and then gave it a one star. But you'd be interested to know it actually gets four out of five on Amazon Prime. I, I like that woman's attitude. Uh, admitting that you bought the wrong product and then still giving it a bad review. <laughs> it's not my fault. I just bought the wrong thing. <laughs> Yeah, but you won't be surprised to know that there is a lot of one-star reviews. Nah, it's not good. Do you want to do a... Uh, Josh, how do you like, rate movies? Uh, we podcast? do uh, must-see or pass. No, it's just easy system. Yeah, because there, there's no nuance on the internet. It's either the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. So, uh, like, do we recommend it? Or would, you, or would we basically just be like, we well, saw it so you don't have to. Don't go see this. Okay. Who would you like to start, Josh? Uh, let's start with Tim. Tim's been a little quiet lately. Uh, I have. Um, I am going to say pass on this movie. It's uh, very bland. It's riddled with cliches, and it didn't really get much of a chuckle or reaction out of me in most ways, I suppose, outside of making me angry a few times. <laughs> I'd give it a pass. All right, Joey. Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm going to say a pass as well but only because you can find any of the three Indiana Jones movies that are infinitely better. Um, it's fine, but it's not Indiana Jones. Slade. That's also a pass. I wouldn't recommend this. Of one of the three movies I've seen all year, this is not the <laughs> one I'd be like, hey, we should watch this tonight. How does it... So so you watched The Fanatic, you watched this, and what was the other I didn't, one? I didn't, watch, I didn't watch The Fanatic this year. Oh, what were the other two then? Uh, I watched the My Hero Academia movie, Heroes Rising, and uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie. That's what I actually went to theaters for. Both anime movies were a lot better than this. I was going <laughs> to ask you to put them in order, but we know Uncharted is last, so there's no point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how about you, There's Josh? actually some really good camera work in the My Hero movie. Is it live action or is it animated? So like just No, it's animated. It's animated. It's just done extremely well. I'll send you a link. We don't have to go into it, but... There's like a really, really good uh, animation. In an anime, heaven forbid. <laughs> it's a pass for me too. Uh, it's just so cliche. Like you can tell, you've seen the movie from the trailers. There's really nothing interesting with it. They try to make everyone Jack Sparrow where they're all working their own alternative angles where they're going to betray everyone for the greater yeah. good, but it never really comes across that great. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not engaging. None of the characters are likable. Even Tom Holland, who by is a really good actor. Um, just, yeah, it's, it's a pass. Is he, is he a good actor? I think yes, he, is. he is. He is. It's the first movie I've ever seen of his and I wasn't impressed. So <laughs> Slade, this is, this may be the first or second place that people have judged you on. And, we're talking about Uncharted, <laughs> so let's not take that route. <laughs> no, but Tom Holland is a good actor. He is. All right, so if you guys would like to share your social medias, uh, Joey, you can go first. Uh, I never share my social media because I don't really use it, unless you want to hear me complain about my football team or soccer team for the American listeners. Um, so you can find me being the part-time 
Twitter admin for at Video Game Club or at Game Club Pod. That's the Twitter at Game Club Pod, not at Video Game Club, <laughs> which I always get wrong. So at Game Club Pod. Follow me there and uh, you message us, DM us, you know, do, do your thing. Tim? Uh, so for my personal accounts, you can find me on most things at Wembembo. That's W-E-M-B-E-M-B-O. You can also find my other... Yep, yep, here it is. Um, it's the rule of threes. We got one more to do. I really don't like the way you said do it then, <laughs> You can find my other podcast, The Fanatics. Yeah, there it is. I hope the audience is coping with their tinnitus well. I'll do some volume adjustments to make sure they don't blow out their eardrums. Someone's going to hear us do that, and they're going to be like, God, the video game club seems annoying. I don't want to listen to it. I mean, they'd be, um, they'd be right, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you can find me on my other podcast, The Fanatic. So I, you can also find our Twitter. Uh, that's The Fanatic Pod. That's The Fanatic Singular, The Fanatic Pod. Slade? You can find me over at Slade Plays Games on Twitter, and you can also find me on Twitch when I do occasionally stream on uh, Twitch at Slade Plays Games. And you if can you find go on me, to, uh, sorry, sorry, Josh. Uh, if you go on to our video game club Twitter, there's a link there to join our Discord. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you can. Which I, I'm as the old Mark Wahlberg of the group. Uh, I still do not <laughs> understand Discord, um, <laughs> so I'm in the group, but I don't know how to use it. We'll teach you. <laughs> it's nothing to it you can find me on twitter at josh underscore scar uh spelled s-k-a-a-r uh you can follow the podcast at talking smack pod you can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com you can like rate review on most podcasting platforms uh we are uh, on good pods apple pods spotify all those platforms plus a few others and with that we will call it an episode tim Joey, Slade, thank you again so much for coming on. This is a, a really good time. Hopefully people enjoy the conversation after because I think that's more interesting than the, the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's well, an honor, Josh, to, to be on, uh, it, on. Yes, thank you for having us. It's an yeah, honor to be thank on you for tolerating. the number one rated good pods uh, <laughs> in TV and film, Talking Smack. We love it, as we always mention. <laughs> Not to bash on what Good Pods does, but you can rank on theirs with two listens on their platform. So, I, like, yeah, it's really cool to have that number one ranking, but what does it really mean? I mean, we're we're number twelve in ours, so let's not let's not say how easy it is to get to the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not rub salt in the wound just yet, <laughs> or a feather in a or a feather in a chicken nugget. As, a, as we'll get there one day. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, it had to remind me of that. I, uh. <laughs> Yeah, so for anyone who caught what Tim just said, um, I had a, a chicken nugget last night. Uh, I, I, my house was empty. My wife was coming home on a flight, coming home from a, a business trip. My kids were with my in-laws. So I was like, I'll quote unquote treat myself and get some chicken nuggets. And I took a bite into one and there was a giant stick kind of thing sticking out of it. And I pulled it and it was a fucking feather. Oh, did they have, has anyone got back to you about it? Uh, no, uh, apparently McDonald's does not care or their social media team gets a weekend, whereas other people don't. But yeah, I haven't heard anything back from them, but I am getting a lot of slack from people for uh, eating McDonald's, which I mean, I feel like that's warranted. I was yeah. really, really trying to figure out like what's worse, sharing that I bought chicken nuggets that had a feather in it on social media 
or people responding to me on social media. So <laughs> uh, I went with the the former because uh, again, I'd rather out McDonald's for putting some kind of feather in in their McNuggets than uh, not sharing it. I just don't know how a feather makes it through the processing plant because those things are like they liquefy the thorough. chicken. Yeah, uh, Lewis. Lewis's response of congrats, you found the prize is top tip. <laughs> so with with that wonderful story, we're, we're, we're wrapping it up here again. Please check out check us out on Livestream for the Cure on Friday, May 20th from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, check out Joey, Tim and Slade on the Video Game Club. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It comes out. Uh, actually, I don't know if we let you guys do your your elevator pitch, so. Uh, we'll let Slade pad a little bit more time if he, if one of you would like to uh, give us the elevator pitch for the video game club. Go on, Slade. Joey, I gave it last time. Why don't you do it? Do you, do you need the next episode coming out? Because I, I do have our like list opened up on the other monitor. Uh, we'll just do next it. episode is okay. Uh, <laughs> we're from the video game club, where once every two weeks we get together to discuss a video game, not too dissimilar from a book club. The last episode at time of recording is The Wolf Among Us. Uh, next episode after that is Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> now with more bees. <laughs> Lewis will probably be what? listening in with uh, some some intense. Uh... Is Lewis a fighting game fan or? Uh, Lewis, Lewis is a big fighting game fan. I know Street Fighter oh, okay. Four is like his his big one. Which uh, a man again, of culture, I would, love it. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would love to uh, figure out a way to get you versus Lewis on a a stream in like Street Fighter Four or something. Does he play Guilty Gear? I don't think he does, and I don't think he would feel up to doing a challenge like that. But okay. I can see Slade's smile just growing bigger with every passing second. So again, we're we're gonna stop padding for time <laughs> and uh, wrap it up there. So sorry again for so many tangents, but thank you again so much for listening, and thank you again to the Video Game Club for joining us. Thank you for having us. Hi- highly recommend the podcast. It's so much fun, especially when they end up fighting and stop being friends for <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> uh, but it it is genuinely yeah. one of my favorite podcasts, and I, I look forward to it every two weeks. Uh, so thanks again, guys. And everyone else listening, thank you for listening and take care. Thank you all. Toodles. Goodbye. Hey, watch Attack on Titan. Watch Star Trek. I mean, you're all old to me, so. (laughs) Shut up, up, child. (laughs) Go get your license. I got got two more years of life before I'm old. Slade, how old are you? Twelve. Me? Yeah, how old are you? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Miscellaneous age. I'll find out one day, just like I'll see you without a hat. I'm sure Slade is 26. No. 27. No. 25. No. 24. Oh, he didn't say no to that one. (laughs) Sorry, Josh. That really took away from your notes there. That's how how bad the movie is. They'd rather guess how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) 